there's always that little delay. Hello and welcome everybody. Thank you for coming along. Uh, today we have a special guest on my channel who um, graciously is devoting his time to it. And if you'd like to introduce yourself and give us a short description of uh, what you do. Sure. Yeah, so my name's Isaiah Diesel and we've actually interviewed you one time with another gentleman by the name of Harry Keys on yeah. our channel. I'm a Christian, but I normally have atheist co-hosts and in fact, uh, Harry has come on as a co-host several times now. And so we just interview people from different faiths um, and, you know, do do so respectfully with humility and with empathy. And those are the letters of our podcast, RHE, Respect, Humility, and Empathy. So thank you so much for having me today. Excellent. No problem at all. No, thanks for coming along. So this is going to be interesting. So to anyone out there, the questions uh, as Isaiah has agreed to uh, answer uh, in the description below. Uh, we've been talking on Twitter back and forth. So <laughs> if you don't mind, we're going to get straight into it with question number one. So All number right. one, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, I'll try. Hi, Beach and hi, Junkshot. G'day. Okay, in the comments. Okay, number one, you've claimed to know God. How did you arrive at this knowledge? Yeah, so... Um, so first of all, I've, I've been sending you some taunting messages this week about being a, a poacher and putting you into early hibernation. It is a bit of a yep. joke. I, I do like to use a little bit of satire, but I do want to start off with a joke here that I think you might like. Uh, it's an American joke. And uh, so there's these two friends are in the woods and they get approached by a bear. And one of the friends starts tying his shoe. Oh, he starts putting on his shoes and tying them. And the friend, his his other friend, looks at him crazy and he says, "What are you doing that for? You're not going to be able to outrun that bear." And the, the his friend says, "Well, I don't need to outrun the bear. I just need to outrun you." So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, so that has to do with with what I want to talk about today because mm. these questions I am not going to be able to answer them fully. Uh, That's I'll okay. just admit that right from the top. But the thing yeah. is is that I don't really need to, if this is some kind of race, I don't really need to outrun uh, the bear, which is like a knowing everything. I just need to outrun no. an atheist, which is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm using you as an example here, but I just need to answer a little bit more. I need to, I think of this as more of like a civil case where I just need to tip the scale a little bit, where it's not, it's not as like a, a jury case where I need to, prove it beyond any reasonable doubt. So I, I, I'm going to- no, That's okay. No, no need to prove best. anything. No, no yeah. need to prove anything or no need to provide evidence or demonstrate yeah. anything. It's really just how did you arrive, just yeah. just succinctly and as best you can, how did you yeah. arrive the knowledge that you know God? Yeah. I was just giving that as a preface because- um, Yeah, yeah. That just, I'm, I'm honest about the, my lack of full knowledge of everything. So, I mean, I had an experience. Um, well, I'll start this up. So in 2013, I went to Israel, and if you, if you look this up, it's called Juche. It's like the official religion, like doctrine of North Korea, and it means self-reliance. So I went into Israel, and I got this tattooed on me, and as well as some other uh, paganism tattoo on, on my legs. 
And it was like very symbolic of like, I don't need God, you know, on my right hand. And I mean, I was smoking weed there. I was drinking. I, I literally walked on the Via Dolorosa where they say Jesus was crucified, looked at it, and I just walked the other way. So mm. I really had allegedly no, crucified, shall we say? Yep, yep. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. where they say, yeah, I, I don't, even as a Christian, I don't accept that that's where he was crucified, but yeah, that's cool. another but, story. Yep. Um, but anyway, so I, I, I wound up spending a week in, in, in Palestine visiting a mosque. I actually had this big old turban and big old beard. I look like a total Taliban member. <laughs> and maybe I'll maybe I'll show you in, in a second. But yeah, I had no interest in it. Um, but I left there. Mm -hmm. And it's as though the hand of God came down and smashed me because within the, hand of the God next smashed few, you. Okay. Yeah, because within this wasn't the marijuana talking, was it? No, 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 no. This is way before. This is before. Some pretty bad come downs off certain drugs, right? No, this is South Korea. You can't give. I was in South Korea at this point, so you can't. Oh, okay. This is, okay, so you're away from drug use. So okay, so I was living with my girlfriend for four months in in Greece. This is just a proper setup, okay? Because you got to know where I was. So four months, I'm living with my girlfriend in Greece. I I pop out, go and visit like Macedonia. Um, where I go to Kosovo, and then I, I I flew down into Israel, went into Egypt, stayed stayed in mosque in Palestine. So I I had no interest in Jesus Christ, and when I got back to South Korea, it's like I had everything set here, but I mean I wind up couldn't get a job, wind up homeless, many nights where I didn't even have like ten dollars to go um, sleep somewhere. I I mm. literally had to stay out all night and. Uh, so many days I was just hungry and like I was used to a lifestyle where I had thousands of dollars able to travel do everything I just got back from four months mm -hmm. uh, overseas so anyway yeah. so so, so then could, it could it have been jet lag this is multiple, this is multiple <laughs> this is multiple I'll let you keep going sorry keep going I'm uh, pushing back a little bit that's all oh that's fine after three months uh my grandmother died and so I went back to America uh, sorry and yep yep Yep. Yeah, just this last yep. month, my uncle and aunt died. So it's, it's been a tragic, I'm sorry to hear that. It's, yeah, tragic year for my family because uh, also yeah. my cousin died. So, but anyway, thank you. But anyway, uh, yeah, so shortly after, I was in my room and um, I told my father never to mention the name of Jesus Christ to me again because he tried to pray for me. And, and actually, the last time I saw my mom alive, I told her I didn't believe in Jesus Christ. And so, and then four months later, she winds up dying on my birthday out of all days. I went there for Christmas. Wow. She, she was yep. so upset with me because I actually got this Egyptian tattoo right here. And yep. uh, I, yep. I was telling her I didn't want anything to do with, with, with religion, with, with Jesus. And I thought Wait. her and my father had wasted their whole lives. So your parents were, were religious? Ministers, yeah, ministers. They were so, actual, actual ministers. They had exposure to the doctrines of Christianity before, and you, and you went away from that is what I'm getting from you, is that you, you traveled, you, you stepped away from Christianity for quite a while. And yeah. is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to Bible college. My mom, like, forced me to go to Bible college. Oh, okay. Yep. So you had full knowledge like, of Christianity. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason, the reason why I went to South Korea is because I wanted to be able to travel and do drugs and sleep with prostitutes and drink all yep. night long yep. and that's really hard to do that in where i was because i had to live like a double life i was like a secret agent you were a double agent okay. yeah. Yeah. to go out yeah. and drink or to sleep with the woman so it was like it, it was so stressful for me 
So you accepted your sin and you love to live in sin. That's why yeah, you accepted yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. I did. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> okay. and, and it wrecked my life. Uh, it really did. I was I was actually divorced at the time. So, okay. I, I, yeah. so I wound up finding Jesus Christ. Um, and I, as I was saying, like I told my father never to mention the name of Jesus Christ to me again. And yeah. I had never wanted to do that because the last time I saw my mom, I told her that and she died. So I, I, I didn't want to cross that line with my dad because I knew it was something that was important to him. But I finally told him. And like the very next day, Jesus Christ spoke to me. So, yeah. So that moment. So you're, you're in a you come from a bad situation. You've had some bad experiences. Yeah. Um, you're you're troubling the world. You mentioned divorce, some some death in the family. Yeah. Um, and then so the hand, this hand of God that hit you, describe that for us, please. So where, where were you? What day was it? What time? How were you feeling? Oh, yeah. yeah. You talking about when he spoke to me? Exactly that moment. Yes, please. Okay. So so that was 516. Uh, I'm not sure you can see that right there. Yeah. 516. Five, trying to show the, this. Yeah. You time-stamped you time it. I time-stamped it. It was very... You time-stamped the moment, God. You yeah. felt the hand of well, God slap, slap you. That's fine. I'll just say it because I had opened up to my father about some sexual abuse I received uh, as a kid that I was hiding my whole life that really wind up just destroying my intimacy with women. Like I just could not be faithful. I could not even sleep in the same bed as a woman. So it was something that would really annoy my girlfriends because I would, I would, I would, I would be with them and then I couldn't fall asleep. So I'd have to go sleep on a couch. You know, so it it just it caused some issues with in in our relationships. Sure, but, understandable. Yeah, yeah. So it feels and, like, and look, I I I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I, yeah. I sincerely yeah. am. I I've never just a, a quick interjection, if if it's okay. I Please. I've never experienced anything like that in in my Good. life personally, You're or anyone really. I know I am, and and or really, especially coming from Catholicism. Uh, so there, there were times and stories that had, had come out around me in my mm -hmm. in my youth about things that had happened, and there were a number of priests moved around in my right, districts that right, were right. right. It, it was that very Catholic right. thing of covering things up. So mm -hmm. I was very, I was never exposed to it. It never happened to me, and it's not a, a reason why I stepped away from Catholicism right. or anything at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry to, to hear it happen to Thank you me. because I. I do know that it it this does happen. Not not saying okay. it wasn't in, in, in a religious context for you, but just saying that yeah, I mean that definitely yeah. impacts in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. When I whenever you came on my channel, I asked you about what was easier to deconvert from Catholicism or, or Protestantism. Mm. Yeah, and your response was really I I was not expecting that, so you caught me off guard with your response. Um, about how that might be contributing to you know um or yeah, just I think I said I, the, the, there wasn't a 24-hour news period where a catholic yeah, wasn't yeah. mentioned yeah right, so right. It, it was quite simple to to see the hypocrisies within the church and the, right and, yeah yeah and and my my thought was that the reason why it would be easier to deconvert was because catholicism is like if you go to church service it's very dead it's like it's like you're not really even interacting it's just like these forced rituals and so with the uh, inside of Protestants, uh, our religion, it's it's totally different. So anyway, so yeah. 516, so, what happened? Tell me. Well, I was in my room. As I said, I told my dad the day before, don't ever mention the name of Jesus Christ to me again. Mm. And 
I don't care. I'm just going to say this because it, it happened this way. And yeah. I don't want to lie to you. I was, smoking, I was smoking marijuana at the time yeah. because yeah. it's something I did very frequently, smoking marijuana and drinking. And yeah. I know yeah. what everyone's going to say. Oh, that was just that you had smoked some very good marijuana. No, I had smoked a lot of marijuana before mm. and even after. And I've never had a, an audible voice speak to me like that before. So this was a once. This is, mm. In fact, even in the multiple times that God has spoken to me since then, he's never done so audibly. So this was a one-time event. And then, as I said, so he he did wind up speaking to me multiple times after that, totally sober. So it was it was just that he found me in a moment where I was really, really bad off and I really needed help. Mm-hmm. And and he spoke to me, it changed my life. I gave my life to him. Yeah. Uh three three years after that fact, I came back to South Korea and my wife got pregnant the first night well, with our daughter. So uh he reunited me. Uh now our daughter, um, she's almost four. Yeah, so things haven't been perfect, but he's definitely uh, restored my life. So there's there's a couple of things there that seems to be um, causal. You, you seem to have just just from my point of view, I'm I'm, sure, applying sure. Some, I'm going to apply some skepticism to that. Mm-hmm. And as you pointed out, yes, of course, the drug influence is one of them, obviously, isn't it? So uh-huh. we can't rule that out to be if that was a factor or the main drive to allowing you to hear something in your head. We, we mm-hmm. can't exactly rule that out to be or not to be. But James raises a good point here if you see on your screen. So what did God mm-hmm. sound like? Just was a regular a, voice. Just a, regular just, voice, male, yeah. female? Male, um, maybe a little bit louder. Yeah. Uh, a little bit clearer, maybe. And said what exactly? What did he say? Okay, what, well, yeah. so, so the first thing I heard in there is I'm literally in my room. And, and he says, Isaiah, I am God. And I literally jump across my room because it scares the living crap out of me. And yeah. the last thing I believe is that a deity is in my room. Okay. That's a, literally the last thing in the world I believe. So well, I, I, can, can it be the last thing if you've been exposed to those doctrines and that, and that religion? Well, let, let me finish, please. I thought that was not Jesus Christ, like someone had broken into my room, like a thief was in my room. So I initially just immediately went into the fight or flight mode, like who the hell is in my room? So yeah, I'm looking sure. around yeah. and I, I'm like, the closet was over there and I'm like, like, who's in here, you know? And then I, I clearly saw nothing was in my closet. So <laughs> so the next thought I just had okay. yeah. was, okay, well, who are you? And he says, I yeah. am Jesus Christ. And then the next thing, this is what's going to be a lot harder for you to try to dismiss because you're going to say, I know it was just in your mind. Okay. But listen to this. So, so the next thing he says is I am the light of this world. And he says, when people choose darkness over light, you do not blame the light. So it, I swear in like one second, like the abuse that I had suffered and, and all the depression, all the anxiety just totally made sense. Whenever I realized that all that was like the lack, it was like a privation of the goodness of God that I experienced that. Privation means like a total like lack of something. And mm-hmm. so then okay. the next thing, so then the next thing he said was that all the time that you were running away from me when you were being disobedient, I was right beside you the whole time. And I, I promise you, Mr. Bear, I, I, I would I would I would tell you I, I would bet my life on this fact. But sometimes people say before you die, you see your whole life flash before your eyes. Mm-hmm. I promise you, I saw my I'm not supposed to swear as a Christian, <laughs> but I would if I could, I would promise this. On the life of my daughter i'm not going to but i would tell you that on her eternal existence i would tell you i saw like my 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 life 
in two seconds, I saw like 30 years pass by and I saw yep. God's hand of protection protecting me when I had like an absolute death wish. Like there are times I was overseas using drugs, like just no care if I lived or died. Total lack of regard for my life. Sure. And then yeah. and, and then the last thing he said was that um, um, I love you. And if you were the only person on this planet, I would have died for you. So I fell to my knees. I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Now that Sunday, I walked into church for the first time in a really long time. Uh, actually, I went one time before that because my cousin had invited me, but I had went like years without going to church. And first of all, the minister was preaching on God being the light of the world. So, okay, that, that might just be a little bit of a coincidence. Okay, I, I'll grant you that. But then I went home to uh, America. Look, there, look, there are a lot of co coincidences here. Yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you wrap up. Yeah, yeah. That's a relatively small one. That, that is a really small one. But that just, okay, that was the first one. I was like, wow. So then I went home to to California because this was I was in Oregon at this point. And my family sits me down and says, you're going into counseling tomorrow morning because clearly you've gone insane. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, so. That night I prayed. I was like, God, like my family thinks I'm insane. So I, I prayed. I'm like, God, please just give me a sign like that. I'm going in the right direction here. And so I went to a conference later on that day. And a guy, a guy who had a prophetic gift called me up, told me like 20 things that were going on in my life. And one of the things that he said was speaking in, in, the, in the form of God. He says, I love you. And if you're the only person in history, I would have died for you. And it was like total confirmation that one of the things that God had told me. So, yeah, uh, that's what it is. Uh, if you want to, if you have any other questions um, or we can go basically, on to the next one. Basically, going, going through all that, if, like I say, look, I'm, I'm, I apply skepticism to any yeah, sure. claim. Like if someone tells me, even the most mundane thing, like my grandfather was, had six fingers. He was mm -hmm. the first person to... Uh, yeah, he he uh, invented uh, tarot card re card reading or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Or my great great grandfather say. So I have to apply even some of the most mundane things, or even like you say, for example, like the, the other night we were talking and you said, "Look, I have a daughter." Let's let's use this example, which is relatable. You have a daughter, and I can I can take it on faith that you have a daughter. I can believe that, mm -hmm. but really, I still need to apply skepticism to that because until I until I see your daughter and, and understand your family and, and know the history of you and see your relationship with her, then I can believe that. I can believe sure. through empiricism that you have a daughter, but I can take it on faith in that, in that way. So what, but what you're doing, what, so what you've done here is if I apply some skepticism to your claim, um, there was drug, drugs involved. Mm -hmm. There was, um, and, and I know you've probably heard this over and over again from critics of your story, people who've mm -hmm. heard your story. Um, there were, let's just look at what is undeniable. Drugs were involved. Mm -hmm. You were at a low time in your life. You'd spoken to your father. I don't know what the relationship is with your father, but there was obviously some very, very uh, history there of, yeah. It's, it, I'm, impl I'm assuming that, the, yeah, ups and downs as we all do with our parents. Um, so we had a, a, quite a low point in, in, in your life. Mm -hmm. So what's more likely is it is it is it more likely logically to say you were reaching out for something to help you through your life which leads into my second question which was do you, would you feel despair without believing yeah. in a god um which flows into that really nicely like if if there was nothing like a crutch to to rely on in terms of putting yourself out there to believe in something better than yourself or bigger than yourself um 
would, would you be just in despair without that book? Yeah. Uh, first of all, that okay. First of all, it's a really good question. Um, and second of all, I do I do understand why you or anyone else would uh, would be skeptical of those kind of claims because even in the realms of Christianity, I tell Christians about this and they don't believe it. You know, so if my own family wouldn't believe the stuff that I've told them. I don't really expect some random bear on the internet to um, to believe something like that. Fair I enough, mean, but I you, if, you ask, yes. if you ask me the question, I'm going to tell you the question. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to tell you, I mean, I don't like including the fact that, the, yes, there were drugs involved. And one, and then two, if I'm be honest with you, I didn't talk to my dad for, for, for years. Yeah. I had beef yeah. with him. I felt like he didn't protect me as a kid. If he yeah. would have told me, um x y and z if someone does this you do x y and z i felt like it was his fault entirely so yeah. i felt like he had failed me as a father so and that wind up like ruining a big part of my life so there was a lot of animosity and so i kind of felt the only way i could repay the hatred i felt for, towards my father like i can't even tell you the level of hatred i used to get drunk here and just try to build up the courage to call him and tell him how much i hated him you know but but now he's like my best friend in the planet, and um, he. That's good to hear. That's good. Yeah, to hear. it really is. It really yeah. is. It really is. <laughs> That's good to hear. He really is, is it because is it because he turned to Christianity? Uh, I well, part of it is because when I first became a Christian, I went through like a really hard time, and he was there for me every step of the way. So I think he made up. He made up for the for for he made up he made it for lost time. Uh, you lost know? time. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And it, okay. It, people, I I really would just religion aside. If you do have a chance to reconnect with people, um, there's always a time to make up for for the years maybe you weren't there uh, in the past, or uh, to to you can't always take back the things, or you can't ever really take back the things you can say. You can apologize for them, but if you have an opportunity, like my sister, I was very abusive towards my sister, and I just will say that uh, I've tried as as I can to make up for those those times I was where my issues wind up getting externalized. So I, I do yeah, my sure. best these days, but okay. To answer it, your second question. Yeah, sure. Please. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. The second question, just to clarify for everybody listening, are you a Christian because you would be in despair if there was no God? First of all, I mean, I'm a Christian because I had this experience. So I went to Bible college. I went as a missionary. Uh, I was a preacher. I was a, um, you know, I, I played, in our band, I used to rap for Jesus. I did all of these things, and I never had an experience with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So I was like, did you say you rapped for Jesus? Did I say what? Did you say you rapped for Jesus? Yeah, I said the hip hop, the hip dip. Back okay, we won't judge you on that. That's okay. Back in the day, <laughs> you know, some thirty you had years the moves. ago, you had the moves. I, I, I yeah. used to have dreadlocks. Uh, this scalp used to support some really cool braids, but. Oh, you had some dreads? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was that. It was just any anything. I The only way I could get my parents' approval is if I would do things inside of the church. Like if I try to write, if I try to do things that would make me happy, like my, they just would not. So it sounds I like mean, your father really did turn to you and make amends because you did become a Christian. Uh, to me, that's what it sounds like on the outside. It really does sound that way. But you obviously have a dynamic with your father that i don't know i'm not aware of but it's from from what you're saying it sounds that way it sounds, it sounds no, well, like so, you so i so i will tell you this since you're asking this question i i will so my dad is latino uh yeah, mexican yep. 
And so there's like a, some machismo that goes into being um, Latino, this machismo-ness. You're not supposed to show weakness. You're not supposed to like apologize or show emotions, mm -hmm. things like that. So what I had wanted from my dad, as far as in terms of apology and in terms of all that, he was never able to give me. He mm -hmm. really wasn't to this day. To this day, he hasn't given me that. And so I used to want to project what I've learned while traveling the world or being educated and all these experiences that I've had. I wanted to project that onto my father. And I just had to accept the fact that not now or not ever is he ever going to be to the point where I'm going to be where I want him to be, you know? So that's have just you, something I've had to accept about him. Just a really quick one on that. Have you ever, have you ever felt... Um... Have you ever felt uh, or undergone any sort of counseling for this, yeah. these sorts of issues? Um, yeah. Well, I yeah, told you, yeah. they, they yeah. forced me to get into counseling. Like literally the next morning I had to go oh, to right. counseling. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm talking about these stuff yeah. seven years after the fact, mind you. So okay. I can have okay. these conversations now. I wouldn't have been able to have these conversations even while I was going through counseling. So because there would have been a lot of confusion. This is This is much later on. This is now as a father. This is after being able to rest and digest. This is after my now my father's my best friend in the planet. Maybe yeah. next to, uh, on there with my daughter. Uh, so yeah, we've healed through that. Uh, I've come to understand and accept him, the generational gap. And um, yeah, we're good. We're totally well, that's good. good. That's good. But, okay. good. Just, but it, just touching on the first question a little bit, with in terms of knowing God. I mean, do you do you know just this is just a little side avenue I'm, I'd like to go on to if that's okay just a, a quick side avenue when you say you know um is uh, so your knowledge of god is it as as solid as the knowledge that you're you know you're wearing that shirt oh yeah more much more this this more? might be oh absolutely more, it's more, more than, than my knowledge of my daughter yeah uh mr mr atheist guy um mr oz preacher pastor atheist he got a bit upset with me when I said that I know God more than my own daughter, but it's for me, everything exists because of my daughter, like my daughter didn't create everything. My daughter didn't reveal herself to me. I will reveal myself to my daughter. So God is because every time I look up to, in the sky, I see God's hand in that. Every time I interact with anybody, I know that they're a creation of God. So I've had much more experiences with God in that sense, but also just God has spoken to me. He healed the internal brokenness that was inside of me. And so that, yeah. I mean, that I'm extremely grateful for. And yeah, I have zero doubt, yeah. zero doubt. I, I've experienced that he didn't just speak to me once. He didn't just speak to me twice. He's spoken to me multiple times and he's done miracles like materializing things in front of me. So I've experienced those. Oh, well, we things. have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, such as what has he materialized in front of you? Okay. I will answer that real quick, but let me just finish off. Yeah, just I sorry, finish your thoughts. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But then so we've got to go to that. That's the reason why I am a Christian. It doesn't have anything to do with the ethics. It doesn't have anything to do with what I can or can't explain about Christianity. Now to answer your question, oh, so it is it is really hard to tell you this because so before that I had a high flying life like rock style lifestyle it was, it was just traveling dozens of mm -hmm. countries yeah hundreds of women uh sure. count, yeah. countless yeah. nights of vomiting yeah, I get it. My, yeah, yeah. I get it. My, yeah yeah 
that 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 level of lifestyle where like anything I wanted, anything I wanted to buy anywhere I wanted to go, I was able to do. So that being said, there was. Are you going to tell me that he materialized a mountain of heroin in front of you? No, no. I I will tell you that story. I will tell you that story. the, the several times he has materialized things in front of me. That's okay. Tell me the first um, thing he materialized. What was it? Okay. So so in 2008, maybe 2007, uh, I like declared myself an atheist. I graduated in 2006 from Bible college, moved overseas, said, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Yep. And through, like, so women. Isaiah, cut yeah. to it. Tell me. What yeah. did he materialize? Okay. Oh, I, I want to set this up with some context, though, because if I just no, tell just you, get to it, get to it. I'm pushing back. Tell me, what was it? Okay, he, I, I I went to the Philippines. I wind yep. up giving away all my money. Uh, yep. I went there to participate in the sex tourism industry, and I wind up getting convicted about what I was doing, and uh, I wind up volunteering my time there in the slums, and um, I even helped one of the prostitutes quit her job and to start a business. I felt so bad about what I was doing. But when I got to the airport, they make you pay an exit fee. And so mm-hmm. I tried to pay with my credit card, uh, my mm-hmm. debit card. They wouldn't accept it. There was no ATM machine there. I asked everybody if they could help me. All the passengers just gave me the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. I, I looked, I'd given away all my money, but just out of nervousness, I was looking through my bags, couldn't find anything. The money appeared. Well, listen, listen. Uh, here it is. So, so in the last so five God minutes, help, God doesn't help the starving or the dying. He helps you get on, get on uh, a flight. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah. there's no problem. Eh? Yeah, let me finish the story, and then yeah, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Because what happened is, in the last five minutes, I, I said, okay, I'm gonna miss this flight. It's all right. I'm like, I could. It's probably gonna cost me thousand dollars. Get another flight. Get a hotel. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yep. I put on my bag and I took one step. And um, as soon as I took the step, God said, um, um, look inside of your bag one more time. So I'm like, I've looked inside that bag three times and I know I've given away all my money here. But I'm like, I don't know where that voice is coming from. But I unzipped my bag and there was one yep. note and one coin yep. that equaled the exact amount that I needed. I ran across the airport, paid it. Amazing. The staff was like, oh, totally thank you, petrified. God. Thank you. Okay, but, but I, I will briefly answer your question because that is, Thank you. Per, first of all, I think there were about not- 3,000 who died in the mudslides. So he didn't stop the mudslide in uh, South America just last month, but he gave you enough money to get on that flight, which is really good. And yes, I'm being sardonic and cynical, but I am pushing back. Well, okay, so first of all, first of all, I'm not the one that materialized anything. So the issue there is people think that I'm arrogant because I well, not, nothing. I'm like, nothing, this is what I like, nothing materialized. Yeah. It was there already, right? No, no, it wasn't. No, it was because God, <laughs> God spoke, God spoke. It's more me. likely it was there already. No, yeah. I'm telling you, I searched in that thing for, for, for multiple, multiple times. You didn't see it appear from thin air, right? No, it didn't. That, that, that's so it didn't materialize. It did materialize. It didn't materialize. It didn't materialize unless you saw nothing, something appear from nothing is materialization. One note. So you're using the wrong word here. You're using the wrong word. You're no, saying it's that it's still the right word. You, you right haven't defined no, no, because materialization right is appearing no. from nothing, from thin it's, air. It's what happened. Um, <laughs> what you did was open a pocket, and there was money in there. That was one note and one coin that equaled the exact amount that I needed. Which was in the pocket. Okay. 
which appears when you open the zipper. So, so we'll, we'll go on from that point right there. But that's okay. We'll move on. I know because I, I know what happened. I mean, I understand why you wouldn't accept it, but I, I, I understand why. Right. Okay. Right. But but as far as as far as um, as far as why God doesn't do something with starving kids, well, like we're potty training my daughter right now. Um, oh yeah. Yep. Good luck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's challenging. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's it's. I love seeing it, but if my daughter in like 30 years, if she was still wearing diapers, assuming she wasn't like a vegetable, but assuming, uh, assuming she was able-bodied and still wearing diapers, mm. I would be, I would feel horrible as a father. So as far as starving kids, like we have more than enough resources to take care of more than everyone uh, on this planet and more people, e even the animals. So the fact that these things happen, um, I can imagine God, that being like a diaper where we're we're pooping on ourselves, we're taking shites on ourselves, and I would believe that would be something that God, as a father, would want us to do. Rather uh, than the Christian it. worldview, it's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? There we go. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I get what you're question. saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. How about we go on to question three? Okay. Why did God wait so long to be defined by humans? Why did it take so long? And I suppose uh, to clarify this particular God. <laughs> This is another question I, I I really cannot answer that question. Um, That's okay. I can speculate a little bit, but I don't have like. What would be your initial thoughts? What What would you, what okay. would you say? He revealed himself through the scripture at this particular yeah. time and place. Yeah. Okay. So, so just imagine for a second if God would have created you in heaven. Okay. Imagine you were born in heaven. Well, yeah. you might think that's a great thing. Okay, but. What the Bible talks about is that it says that there's not a sun in heaven because God's light is everywhere. So God would be like oxygen or like um, sun on like a sunny day, like in the summertime. So he's just yeah. everywhere. So you wouldn't have any kind of doubt who he is, what he is. And if there's no evil, if there's only perfection in heaven, then you would not be able to understand what God has actually saved you from the potential, which is like what we're experiencing, which is death loss sickness etc cetera, etc cetera. so okay. yeah the way i see it the way i see it and, and i i could be wrong about this i'm giving you isaiah's take yeah, that's right yeah um because it is it is a little bit different than your average christian might give you but that this is actually like a favor that god is doing for us because if you were born in heaven you would you would want some kind of experience to understand not knowing God or maybe even choosing the wrong God for a while because it would make you appreciate the time that God does actually come and reveal himself to you. So I believe that yeah, I could be part of this part of it. Uh, mm. But that still causes me a little bit of, there is some well, holes in that as well. Well, so when you say created in heaven, yeah. mm -hmm. so we're created in heaven. Do you believe also that that's when God decides whether you go to hell or not? Again, I do not know what God decides as far as that goes. Um, do, you don't be, do you believe? I, because there are some some um, uh, denominations of Christianity that believe before you're created, God will decide that for you. God will decide who goes to hell or not. Have you heard about that? Have you heard about this? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a complicated. It's a complicated thing. First of all, there's not any one particular thought 
as far as Christianity goes on this issue. It is up. It is like there's people fall on both sides. Uh, I'm not really sure what to think. I do know this. I, I, I will. I will grant this. If that is the case, okay. If that is the case, then you wouldn't be able to say you would have to give up something. You would have to say that God is not all good to do something like that. So mm. if you're okay to do that, and if you're okay like me, I don't necessarily say that God has to be all good. I might say he has to be sufficiently really? good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so but this is um, an all-powerful God. But, but, but that's denying the one of the omnis, the omnibenevolence yeah. of, of God. So, so it's, he's selective, he's subjective in terms of the omnibenevolence. Well, okay. So I'll explain this. To me, God is the greatest conceivable being. Okay. So if you conceive of something that's greater than God, that being merely exists inside of your brain. Okay. So let's say, let's yeah. say you thought of everything about God and he had like a really nice hat as well that this guy okay. doesn't yeah. have. Yeah. All right. So yeah. if you think of that God, then that God is just merely in your imagination. So he would be an inferior being even opposed to this God. Now from the Bible, we are told that God is everywhere. Okay. We're told that you can't escape God. So the way I might, the me, the way I might say this is like God, Maybe this is the universe and God has like swallowed the universe and the universe is like inside of him. So he's like just naturally encompassing encompasses everything. Okay? okay. So that would be the only one I feel like I need to defend from the Bible because yeah. the Bible also says that God cannot lie. And so that quite is quite frankly would seem like um, a detriment because it's something that God cannot do and something I could do. So clearly I can do something that God cannot do. So that means he cannot be omnipotent. And then omniscience. Here's the other one too. The omniscience is knowing everything. So you've knocked, you've knocked down two omnis of your God. This is great. Okay. Well, the, the only thing about the only thing about omniscience is I will say, I, I do believe a couple of things. One, God does have all knowledge, but he can choose to, for example, like close his eye and say, okay, I'm not going to look at this over here. Because, mm. like, for example, when Jesus comes down, there's clearly some knowledge that he does not know multiple times. So that would be the equivalent of God saying, oh, I could easily open my eyes and know everything, but I might close my eyes so I could give you free will. And that would be really the only way that we could have free will. Is if oh, God this, is is like when, this is like when Adam hid from God in Genesis. He hid from God's anger in, in Genesis, remember? When he, when he hid. Yeah, so I know what you're saying. Yeah, okay. It's okay. I'm not saying that we do have free will or not, because that's that's, a really okay. that's, a really that's another discussion. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. That's a yeah. really complicated issue. But yes. as far as to say, that would be the only way that we could have free will is if God would would close His eye and say, "I can know everything, but I'm going to choose not to know the outcome of these results, so that you could have a free will." Okay. Yeah, he's very uh, subjective that way, isn't he? What do you mean? Well, it's very subjective. He's, he's choosing, first of all, what, what not to do and what to do and choosing what to see and what not to see, choosing who to love and who not to love, choosing who goes to hell, who doesn't go to hell. It's, it seems like a very subjective thing for such an objective morality. Yeah. Which is, I'm not going to go into that. I'm just drawing that as, an, as a comparison, an equivocation back to objective versus subjective. It seems that this guy is very subjective in your in your view, your your belief in this God, so he, he seems to be have very subjective characteristics. Well, I will also say this: 
that the physicists can try to answer the problems of, uh, you know, gravity and dark matter and all this uh, other things by invoking invoke, invoking multiple um, alternate, uh, well, what I call it like a, a multiverse. So this could be very well one of one multiple, multiple verses, the universes which God has created where this is just like some balancing act that God's doing, like similar whenever neo meets uh the architect in the matrix it could oh god don't mention that same yeah <laughs> well it could, it could be something yeah. like that so i yeah. i don't claim that this is the only uh that this is the only reality that god isn't doing other things maybe in other other dimensions or in a multiverse so i don't again i just have to outrun you in, in this sense i i don't feel like i need to answer everything it's more reasonable to believe that something is something is out there rather than just nothing that like this is the only physical uh reality is all that there is out there i don't think that that gets us very far good good my point actually and and this okay good point okay look i'll go let me see if i can steer us back into the questions while we've still got a bit of time um because I'm, I'm anticipating about an hour is that okay for you sure um Question four was, um, how how do you feel about the different versions of God in the Bible? And what I mean there is, I'm not sure if you knew what I meant there, just to provide a bit of clarity in terms of Old Testament, New Testament, even before, uh, even uh, Judaism, there's, there's, we've got different sort of versions of Elohim and Yahweh, and um, there's even some concepts of, of a pantheon of gods, and El, you know, El was elevated to... The, the head of the pantheon do you feel how do you feel about the different versions of god or do you feel that there's just one version do you be, i suppose what i'm trying to say is and to be succinct do you believe in just one version or do you believe that there were different versions um so well, does, it, does it depend on the marijuana you're smoking i just i'm just throwing that in as a joke just a joke no, Marijuana de definitely did help me think. I, I mean, if it's really, really good Colombian stuff, you're probably seeing different versions. But anyway, that's um that that okay. I, I will say this, at least at face value, the Trinity makes like absolute zero sense. Okay, so I will say that I will. Thank you for admitting that because I've battled that all my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will throw that out there. It doesn't mean that it's not true, but it just it doesn't necessarily. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not true in God's like, if God, let's say God's like a hundredth dimensional being or something like that. Certainly in a 3D world, that makes no sense. But how God is able to divide himself or whatever physics or logic he's using has to be outside of our realm of comprehension. I know that's a bit of a cop out, but I'm saying I can tell you emphatically it cannot be true from our level of physics and understanding. So if it is true, then God is just using something. He's using some, some geometry or physics or logic that is just far beyond. And, and, and the only way I could really describe that to you is if like, um, let's say God is like a 3d character and yep. Okay. So let's just say just, for line of reasoning, let's just say that. Well, like diagrams. Yep. Okay, so I'm not sure if you can see that. See, like closer, a triangle. Bit closer. Bit closer. Okay. Uh, triangle dot 
and yeah, I could see a square. Yeah. So from God's, let's say that this was God and he was talking to us. Yeah. And I'm just looking at it right here. I could see that this has one, two, three, and four sides to it. And if I try uh, to explain that, yeah. if yeah. I try to explain that to that character, that I could see all sides of this, it wouldn't make sense because he's limited in his little in his little plane. And so one of the implications of this is that if God wants to interact, let's say that was his finger and he poked into it, um, that being would think that God is just the circle. But let's just say God poked this side of his hand into it. Well, he would appear as four circles. So, and if he walked into it, he would appear as a very big circle. Assuming, assuming I was God, like interacting here. So, I believe, like, if, if God is a higher dimension, he might come in and interact with our world, and it might appear in different ways at different times. You know, so. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about back to subjective experience about how we experience God. Uh -huh. Yep. Okay. So it can be different for each person depending on what. See, yeah. we're almost going into ichthyism here. Have you Atheism? explored ichthyism? Yeah, in terms of each person seems to describe this all truth, you know, the truth of Christianity, which is yeah. all yeah, the, the way the the way the truth and the life. So um, Christians tend to. I don't know about yourself. I, I think you're you're quite um multi-dimensional in terms of your belief is what i'm getting from you is that you're sort of multi-dimensional you're not just sitting there saying everything is true you've, you've admitted that the trinity doesn't really make sense um you've said that um you don't really you, you deny the location of the crucifixion that's claimed to be the crucifixion in israel um so there's no, no, no. As, that was as an atheist though that was as an atheist oh okay well well at least at one point in your life you you did deny it so you you at least you know, for whatever reason you denied it, but what, what I'm trying to say as an example is to, that to say that you've you've at least admitted that the Trinity doesn't make sense to you. And what, what I'm is that true? Yeah, but that's actually what makes it true to me, though. That's that's a paradox because if you were it to, is a if, paradox. If you were to describe that doesn't make true, it doesn't make does and it doesn't make true. So, okay, so look, if let's just say I gave you this paper and I said, "Hey, describe everything about God," and then you said, "Okay, I described everything about God." And then he gave it to me and I was able to understand it. I wouldn't even read it because I would say that's that clearly is not God. You are clearly not defining everything about God in this in this universe. So that's what I would say. So the fact that the Trinity does not make logical sense is like proof that whatever God is out there, it is way beyond our comprehension. So that's what I positively believe that. But you do have you looked into the history of the Trinity and how the, that doctrine came about in terms of the, the Nicene Creed and the amendment fifty years later to it? Have you looked into the history of the a, a little bit Trinity? Little, basically, little bit. Well, basically, well, basically, there were different sects. The, uh -huh. When the Nicene Creed came uh -huh. out in three three twenty one, it was formulated about three twenty one, three twenty five, I think it was. Um, the Holy Spirit wasn't mentioned. It was basically the the Father, the Son. Um, and, and it was phrased in a way that the Holy Spirit really wasn't in there. And then it was about 50 years later when different sects, because the, there was the Nyamadamaki, they denied, they, they said the Holy Spirit was inferior to the Father and the Son. Uh, there were the Sibelians, there was the uh, Arians, and there was another sect, I can't remember the fourth word, but they basically came together and agreed on what the Holy Spirit uh, was in terms equal 
to the other two. They had to agree and made amendments to that to that creed. So this seems to be a man-made doctrine with man-made rules for based on men who authorized men about what was canon to become uh, the Trinity, which yeah. again, some denominations of Christians who claim this to be all true uh, disagree with Trinitarianism. They they don't they don't agree with it. So they're Unitarians. Yeah, exactly. So we're looking at, and and some still believe that Jesus was simply a man with 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 uh, the Holy Spirit wasn't involved at all. So we're, we're talking about different sects, different denominations, different beliefs, different, and all all of a sudden we're talking about this religion that claims to be true, mm -hmm. um, that many can't agree on what the truth is. I mean, we need to have a basis of truth in many many things. Mm -hmm. Um, the veracity of truth, the the consensus on truth. And while we can find that many things are true and, and agree that they are true, this doesn't seem to be one of them. I, yeah, I would say that's that's one of the best criticisms you could give about, Christ, about to Christianity or maybe religion in general. And, and you know Ricky Gervais? Yeah. He had a very brilliant idea uh, about this because he said if you were to destroy all the the, the religious books and all of the science yeah. books he said like <laughs> in, fi in 50 years yeah. science would come back exactly the way it is so yeah it's got I a very believe, good point yeah. yeah yeah i do believe there's a very there's a very culturally a sense, based cultural basis sense, to christianity yeah right in a sense yeah. i would say I, I i agree that in a sense the science is superior because of the fact that it doesn't matter if you're in Australia, where you are, or uh, yeah, in Iceland. Yeah. Like yeah. the physics, you, you measure the uh, speed of light, the whatever. They're, they're going to, yeah. the constants, they're going to stay the same. So the scientific method will always be upheld. Yeah. You will always be able to test things and, and rely on them. Um, yeah, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, um, I, again, I believe that um, it was very well likely that God just could have created us like the angels. Because of the fact that it doesn't make sense for God to create an angel and, and demons or whatever, and then humans afterwards. This is a bit of a mystery. This is a bit of a paradox inside of Christianity. Because it makes sense God's creating ants and bacteria and then maybe maybe primates and then humans. And then like the highest creation would be like an angel or a demon or something like that. So it's like, why does God create this? perfected being this like a, a 4d being like a, a a material being and then create humans afterwards so there has to be some kind of rhyme and reason why what's going on here and there has to be some kind of reason why we are experiencing this that's yeah, that's all i'm going to say about that it, it just it has to experience we have sure, to experience it, the doubt so that we're going to appreciate god later on whenever we well, see totality. Sort of, yeah you've, you've conflated a couple of things there though unfortunately you sort of conflated things that are testable observable in the real world through empiricism to things that have never been demonstrably proven such as angels and demons so mm -hmm. you're sort of conflating two different things there so i think we have to be sort of really careful in terms of the skepticism there in terms of applying what is what is true to what is believed to be true right. if that makes sense what but you're asking me about theology that i believe in so i'm going to tell yeah, sure. you yeah, according yeah. to my theology I don't feel like this. You mentioned the Nicene Creed. I, I don't give a rat's behind about any of those, uh, any of those creeds or whatever that 
other doctrines anyone else has come up with. When I read the Bible, there's certain things I would take from it. Okay. Now I understand that. No, no, but the Trinity was determined by people. Okay. Again, I don't care what people, I don't care what other people would say. I'm telling you, if I read the, if no, I no, read this form, the, this forms the basis of your doctrine of your belief. You, you, allow you me believe to finish, Christianity. Please. Allow me to finish, yeah. please. Yeah. Okay. If I see some kind of relationship where you have three different beings and they're somehow know some kind of different knowledge from each other, but we're told later on that there is only one God. Okay. That it creates a paradox. Okay. It doesn't mean that it's not true. I'm telling you that reading it, it's, it's very confusing. Okay. I, I, I will grant that. I will grant that. Um, you did realize it was written by people though, right? I, can you please just stop mentioning what other people have said? I'm, I'm going by the source I'm, of material. Because look, okay. I'm talking about source material. I'm talking about the Nicene Creed. I know. I, I don't. I don't care about any creeds. I don't care about any doctrines. Uh, that doesn't. That has zero interest. But you're a Christian. Uh, I, again, I don't care what a televangelist says. I don't care what a politician says. I don't care what any other church leader says. I pick up the Bible and I interact with it. And I interact with God Himself. So I don't. I don't. I'm not interested in what denomination says what or Catholics say what. That has fair, zero fair enough. What about the Bible? Do you believe the Bible was written by people? Yeah, of course, it was written by people. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that scripture was written by people. It was it was but created it's inspired by, by God. It was inspired well, by we don't God. know that. That's not proven. So we have to. Well, you, but you're asking yeah. me what my beliefs are. You're asking me what my beliefs are. Of course, you're not going to accept that. You don't believe in God. No, that's fine. Not. I'm just I'm just challenging them. That's all. Yeah. I'm just challenging where your position is in terms of how you uh, judge what is true compared to what is believed to be true. There's a difference there. Yeah. Well, I I mean. I believe in the Bible. Obviously, you don't accept some of these things, but you're asking me what my beliefs are. So I'm telling you, and some of them aren't even fully consistent. So I'm. I'm that's okay. Honest. We'll go. We'll go back on track. If that's okay, we'll go. Okay. We'll go back on track to the questions. So I'll, we'll go to. We'll, how about we go to? Because we didn't really get an idea. You, you weren't really sure about the different versions of God in the Bible. We'll skip that one for now. If that's okay. Yeah. And we'll go to question five, the last one. Here it mm -hmm. is. For something claiming to be the ultimate truth, why is there still so much debate around such things as Trinitarianism? Well, we sort of touched that one, actually, haven't we? Yeah. We talked about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we can talk about other things if you like. So, so you're a father. Uh, you have two kids yourselves. I have one daughter. I will say this. As a father, it is our responsibility as a father to reveal ourselves to our children. Okay? If my daughter, God forbid, thought that you were her father. Uh, first of all, you and I would have some problems, but that will <laughs> reflect me. Yeah, that yeah. will reflect on me. I wouldn't yeah. therefore think I need to beat you up or punish my daughter. That's so okay. The way I've, never been to I've never been to Korea. Let me okay. just say that out loud, okay? For the lawyers out there, yeah. <laughs> I don't think my wife's been in Australia. But, yeah, um, okay. <laughs> point being is that whatever, especially if you have a perfect, perfected being out there, somewhere out there in the universe, it's incumbent for him to reveal himself to us, okay? Not the other way around. So if we are experiencing this, this lack of certainty, as I said from the beginning, some of these things I just simply do not know the answer to. I can tell you what makes some logical sense to me, okay? Because I have studied like a philosophy. I, I went to Bible college my freshman year, dropped out, became an atheist, then got a degree in history and learned a lot about 
philosophy. And so mm. when I went back to when I went back to Bible college to appease my my mom, um, what wound up happening was that I had the logical foundation, and I was able to start to tear apart the arguments that Christians were making. So yep. for yep. some reason, Christians just do not understand. Maybe they get their head buried in the Bible. They simply do not understand mm -hmm. fallacies and proper lines of reasoning. So mm -hmm. I, I can tell you that some stuff like it certainly certainly cannot be true. Like God cannot be all powerful because if, if he was able to do something like create a rock so big that he couldn't lift it, then there would be something he couldn't do. And if he couldn't live it himself, then there's also something he can't do. So this is why I, I just take philosophy okay. and I apply it and say, mm. this is not even a position I need to defend. What I would defend was that God can do all logically possible things. Okay. So God can't, create for example a, a triangle with 30 sides in it um yeah yeah, yeah. so but okay. you, you but know what i mean so those I, I, are the I positions. yeah I, I know what you mean it, it seems I'm, I'm picking up some certain words on that i've noted down while you've been speaking like you mentioned there you appeased your mother you know in going into right. these sorts of studies um you um uh yeah you you, you experienced a lot of um Sort of debauchery drugs and sex and so on and sort of this lifestyle that obviously has made you feel bad in some ways it seems the word there appease seems to be a very important word that i've sort of just jumped out at me there um maybe it could be that you're trying to um appease god um no more more your your parents and and family and so on yeah well to to, I, to establish a belief yeah yeah but that's i mean you probably were not listening when i told you that i was a missionary i was a a guitar player i was a preacher i did everything mm. that happened and i never experienced him and i'm telling you i've actually experienced him at this point so yeah, okay. I, when, yeah. when you have when you have when you have experiences that are for someone else and they're not for you that's how you know by the way james has a question right there yeah it's a good question there what could change your mind yeah we'll ask we'll come to that if you like just finish there that thought and we'll if you don't mind you can we can probably answer that yeah like. so it's just totally different um it's totally different when you actually experience it for yourself i can tell you nothing my parents could have spoken to me for a decade straight and told me about how good God was and about how he could change my life. Cause I used to be there in church and I would listen to them singing songs about God. And I just could not understand a single word, you know, but after becoming <laughs> yeah, a believer, yeah, I, I would yeah. literally be there. Like, am I the only person in here? Like you might as well be speaking in Chinese because I don't understand any of these words, but after becoming a believer, there were days where I would put on, the the music and just cry my eyes out saying like oh my god i actually know what these words mean i i totally get what this person was saying whenever i was reading these lyrics de decades ago so as again yeah, that's, sure. it's okay. a totally different experience it's a totally different experience. well your worldview was honed i suppose wasn't it your worldview came into focus i mean you were exposed to the worldview the christian worldview 
before mm-hmm. before you sort of went away from it, you, t- you denied things and and then and now you've come back so i suppose the prism of your worldview has become focused back to that those aspects of christianity that make sense to you now so that would make more sense logically right yeah what about what about things that would change what could change your mind i'll just bring james questions there but what, what could what could change your mind now could you conceive something that would change your mind um if you I, stopped hearing the voice for example yeah if you stopped well, I, hearing the voice would that mean so, something to you so prior to getting onto the mission field here as a missionary in south korea i didn't hear from god in over five years five and a half years i didn't hear a peep from him because i heard from him maybe six times in about five months and then not a single word so his phone battery went dead Damn. you want to call it Damn. that <laughs> um if you want to call it that um yeah so there have been and, and now i haven't heard and then he spoke to me and i haven't heard from him for like almost a year and a half at this point so it's not like i wake up today and god's like oh yeah, hey you, yeah, you know go to this yeah. go check your email it's like a lot of days it's just me just messing up a lot like more often than not i'm making more mistakes that i'm getting things right if i'm just gonna be totally honest with you so even oh, after okay. all this, yeah. I don't have yeah. some kind of flawless experience. Oh, look, none, none of us do, but none of us yeah. are perfect. So we don't have to right, hold right. ourselves up to that. Yeah, that's okay. Right. We're all so, Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> you're a bear. Um, <laughs> I mean, that being said, I hate to sound like a closed-minded person because I, I'm literally tattooed with all the world. If I could, sh- I mean, I could show you all the world religions tattooed head to toe <laughs> down to my feet like literally down to my feet and legs oh well you're lucky lucky when the new covenant because you would have you would have gone against deuteronomy with those tattoos <laughs> well most of them were before i was a christian anyway so that that isn't yeah, <laughs> uh, i'm a new creature now been, but, yeah, yeah that's right actually that's, i did get jesus cleans, cleans that that's all good yes only how one, convenient I, yes i got this one i got this one done as a christian and then i got um jesus tattooed on my um on my uh side oh wow there. really yeah what yeah. the the face or the crucifixion or jesus in cursive in cursive uh, oh in uh, actual letters yeah yep. and i'm actually gonna probably gonna get my daughter's name tattooed on my side here but but then again yeah, I, mean, nice. I wear earrings yeah. i wear earrings i told you okay yes i get yep. so nervous sometimes during some of my podcasts i might have a couple of beers just to uh take off <laughs> the edge of anxiety yeah. when i come on here so i'm not really like a like a super strict um Oh, like you said the F word or, oh, you watch it. That I don't, I don't get involved with, with things like that. I'm about experiencing Jesus Christ. Like, so we might philosophically have this debate for uh, another couple of hours or a few weeks, but I'm telling you, you can personally experience Jesus Christ, not inside of a church. You didn't even, we didn't even need to go inside of a church, but you can experience mm. Jesus Christ for yourself. So what I say to you is absolutely irrelevant because the fact that you could have that or someone in and um, Antarctica could also have that, is to me, in my opinion, proof that God is real for sure. But so to well, answer well, the question, well, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I hate to sound so close-minded because of the fact that, like, I have <laughs> spent about time. To. <laughs> I have spent yeah. time in a Buddhist temple, and as I said, in Palestine. Um, sure. Yeah. I did get to see how the Buddhists live, and and yeah. stayed in a mosque for a week. So. And I tell you about these tattoos, but I'm telling you, I don't think that anything would be able to change my mind because it's like, what if you were to say, well, what's going to change your mind to believe that your daughter doesn't exist? 
and I'm telling you, like the love that I felt for my daughter, the the life changing experience of that has so utterly changed my mind. Um, I you couldn't convince me that my daughter, for example, is like just a figment of my imagination or well no because there's empiricism we can we can test your daughter's existence that's this is why i asked you before when you said that you had full knowledge of the god you you know your god better than you know your daughter and this is this is what's incredible in my mind because yeah with your with your daughter you know your daughter's real because she exists she yeah you can we can test her DNA. We can test everything. We can see her. We can observe her. We can. There, there are so many empirical evidences of, not evidences. I shouldn't say evidences. I'm, <laughs> I'm going into creationism there. Um, there's so much evidence for her existence. Um, and then what you've done is sort of applied a subjective experience, which is questionable because, like I say, drugs involve low point in your life, the relationships, etc. Um, to ultimate knowledge being absolutely true of this knowledge mm -hmm. of god so it's it's a really strange dichotomy for me it's almost like a i can believe i can believe this concept to be more true than my own daughter and for yeah. me that's really personally it's just strange for me it's really strange to to hear that yeah. but that's just my well, opinion yeah i'm telling you it's true i wouldn't say something so emphatically because my daughter is like my world here and yeah, she cool. is, that's good she to hear so, she so changed me for the better um yeah. Maybe the next time I'll tell you about another time that God materialized something in front of what well, this one was like right by me, but it wasn't related. inside a bag. <laughs> no, it wasn't a bag. It was. It wasn't it was a bag, and you unzipped it. But, okay. But because because I felt so inadequate, um, I mean, think about it. I had been divorced for five years, uh, and I came back to South Korea, and to reunite with my wife. And the easy thing would have been to just start a new relationship without the baggage of me cheating on. You know the woman or uh or my wife or the baggage of being verbally abusive to her you know that would have been so much easier yeah. but when i look yeah. at the bible i said man i still feel like i'm bound to this woman so i did the hard thing which is to come back after five years divorce and as i said she got pregnant the night i got back so to me that was like my 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 daughter is is proof of god's uh, of his grace and his restoration power in my life because the fact that i can't be a husband now I can be a father and take care of my family and love them unconditionally. That to me is the strongest group. So how are you, how would someone destroy that? I don't know. And I don't even know why you would want to do that. It's, it's something that's. No, and look, in that yeah, context, I, 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 I agree with you. I, if it's working for you and you're happy and you're doing well in life and, and you love your daughter, you think she's the world and you're doing good yeah. in your life, especially from what you've told me where you've come from, I say, hold on to it. I've got no problem with, with you going on about it. Um, continuing on with that belief at all, not not at all, Jose. And that's and that's just being honest. I think if yeah. if it's working for you, good for you, um, and uh, and and you're 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 fine to go on with that. Um, for me, I still just remain completely skeptical about it. Um, I just have to be honest and say that I think your experiences were steeped in more psychological and possibly chemically based issues rather than. Uh, spiritual but that's just me and that's just my opinion from what you've said um like you said it was no holds barred so i thought i'd just give you my yeah, opinion you. I, really uh, <laughs> I can only i can only come from my position sure. and and where i'm speaking from and that it's um like you say you have the trinity one was an interesting one as well where you sort of say the trinity makes sense because it's 
it inherently inherently doesn't make sense it's it's really it's really strange and i'll probably just recommend you to look into the history of the trinity within christianity there's there's a really interesting history to it in terms of how it was formulated and how it didn't really exist until a certain time um through within the church it's an interesting one but um yeah but i'll probably say just look into it just just so you know where, where it came from that's all um it was part of my uh step towards learning about the history see i wasn't taught about the history of my religion growing up i was only i was only ever read the gospel of john or or the gospels were portions of the gospels were read to me Um, i was taught about easter christmas lent um all, all the basics but not the history of the religion itself and how it was formulated and how it was selected and how the bible right. came about you know how books were selected for the bible how books were rejected the apocrypha um right. apocryphia um all those sorts of things it's an interesting history itself isn't it and and um and i find that really fascinating in and on of itself um especially in contrast with other religions and the abrahamic religions themselves it's and you've witnessed that in palestine of course so um it's been it's it's a very interesting thing to see that um i suppose that human influence in terms of all these people the fathers of the church they all debated and thought about these concepts and ideas and honed them and and considered them you know you got augustine and and um, athanasius and all these people were you know milling consolidating all their ideas and concepts into these into these uh, doctrines of, of christianity and it's very it's very interesting um uh, but look, that that's that's where I'm coming from. From what yeah. from what you told me, and I really appreciate you sharing all that personal information. I don't think I could do that myself, to be honest. If it happened to me, so I really do well, appreciate that. You got that a rare icon. Yeah, I do want to say one last thing. Uh, I think it's it's an absolute shame that you have to, in in your mind, um, use a bear uh, avatar because in in the world I want to work towards is that we're able to have conversations very respectfully. This is why my podcast, I use atheists as co-hosts. I want to both humanize um, atheists to Christians and Christians to atheists as well. So like you guys aren't all bad people. You guys are going through different stages of your life. I Mm. know whenever I was going through my hedonism, my prodigal son experience, I wasn't a bad person. I was someone who was very hurt, who didn't know how to deal with the trauma of my past. And unfortunately, it was my wife. It was the woman in Greece. It was the mm-hmm. people who I encountered along the way who really got hurt by me. But I yep. never set out to hurt anybody. You know, it was never my intention to to hurt people. And so when I left Greece and I traumatized this woman, I said, I, I, I'm not going to enter into a relationship until I get these issues sorted out of my life, sure. which I yeah. have. And yeah, so just I just, yeah. wherever you are right now, um, wherever any, anyone is, even out of the religions, I just think that as, as, a, as a Christian, I need to be loving. I need to be empathetic. I need to show uh, patience, empathy, because understanding I was in the exact same shoes uh, of doubt. I understand some of this stuff doesn't make 100% sense, and I'm very open about that fact. But I yeah. am open about the fact that it has totally changed my life. And um and I'm so grateful for the route. Even looking back, all the things now that I one day I will have to tell my daughter about where I have been in the past. I've thought about shielding all of that for my daughter because some of this stuff is so outrageous, especially when I told you why I went. To oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So <laughs> it would, would the, be challenging. At the, yeah. At the age yeah. appropriate time, 
I do want her to know why, not not just what I did, but why I was behaving the way that I was, even towards her mother. And and I really hope that maybe she will, maybe she won't. Um, I'm not sure if she is going to understand those kind of things about me. Like I have this, I'll end off right here. The paradox that I've explained this concerning my daughter is that I want to shield her. I want to shield her from everything I possibly can. So she will never know the level of despair and um, depression. You don't have to. Beach has a good point there on the screen. You don't, you don't really have to tell your daughter. I mean, we don't tell our children all the depression we go through and all the mental uh, right. problems we experience. We don't have to. Um, I, I think, like you say, at a time when she's mature enough, Right. You could probably share some of your history. You don't yeah. have to go into detail, do you, really? Well, yeah, I, there's certainly some details I don't want to go into, but... Oh, the I can point, imagine. The, the <laughs> yeah. point I was trying to say, like, let me yeah. let me finish the point I wanted to say. Yeah, that sorry. Yeah, yeah. I say. My... Be, because I want to be... Uh, if my daughter, for example, would have started digging around, she would clearly see that I was divorced my wife and remarried five years later so i don't want her to discover a certificate and start asking me questions i want to be honest about where i've came from Mm -hmm. and about not i i want to i want my daughter to get to a point where she is totally bamboozled and floored that i would tell her anything like this because it's so out of balance with who i actually am right now but on the other side of that um I just want her to know that um, what I've done to try to shield her from the kind of things that I experienced growing up that I didn't know how to deal with. I don't want her to have to deal with those issues, to have father issues and Mm. to have to get counseling later on. I want to try to spare Mm. her from that. And of course, you can't spare your child from everything. No, I just running. She scraped her arm. Yeah. (laughs) So I can't say from everything, but I do want to. And this is being a good father. This is being a good father. That's good that you've recognized that and you realize that and you're going to implement that. That's that's a good thing. That's good. Can I ask you one last question before uh, before we go? Yeah, before we wrap up. Yeah, we've gone a bit over the hour, but yeah. Yeah. Your so your little cubs, your little little kids, are are you raising them with an atheistic um, uh, worldview? Ah, good question. Yeah. Um, Well, what happened was we enrolled them into Catholic school. So they had a Catholic education um, because I really only deconverted about three, not two and a half years ago, really. So um, we had them in Catholic education. I What what I was very careful to do, mm-hmm. because I'm, I was very aware of it, was that I, I wanted to introduce them to as many different beliefs as possible. So I used a world encyclopedia. We got this world encyclopedia book a really thick big book and it was a really good one because I, the reason i bought it was because it had it explained jainism it explained islam it explained buddhism it explained um it, 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 sikhism Taoism, uh, Dao, uh christianity it explained all all the world faiths were in there and so what i was very careful to do was um i wanted to expose them to those beliefs and religions. I wanted to show how they were similar in these ways, how they weren't similar in these ways. It, it took a long time to do it, but eventually what happened was, so my son at the age of about 14, 15, just said, ah, um, oh, I've, I've, I've just got too many questions, dad. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, my youngest still believes in something. He's not sure what, but he, he believes in something. And that's cool. Right. 
Um, I'm not going to discourage them in their beliefs. And I've tried really hard not to be cynical or, or sardonic about, you know, church appearances or church attendances or weddings or um, Christians on TV or Christians in media. I, I keep that to myself. Um, yeah. um, and my wife is Catholic, so, I've, I've, you know, it's, yeah. Speaking of which, um, you did a hilarious video where you were analyzing the children's book. That was, just, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I was laughing yeah. so hard uh, watching oh, cool. that. <laughs> Yeah. I just thought that was that was too funny. Yeah, thanks. You're, you're a respectful person. Uh, I really appreciate the talk. Uh, you've came on to my channel once. I like to to have you on just one on one next time, so we could have some uh, similar discussions. Because I yeah, think sure. yeah. this is yeah. the only way we move forward in this world. Like I, we have kids to we both have kids, so we should be working towards a world that is more tolerant, and that people don't need to hide behind avatars to be able to have discussions in fear of being doxed. Um, the atheist sure. pastor, yeah. Yeah. the atheist pastor that I had a conversation with, yes, yeah, he someone had threatened to dox him online, which is releasing his private information. So he's like, Well, yeah. screw it. you're not gonna do me, yeah. so I'm just gonna come out and so, um, yeah, yeah. Th this is, but the more we can have, um, you know, respectful conversation, I think is the better. So, thank oh, you so absolutely. much for your time. No, and, thanks, uh, uh, Isaac. And look, no, normally I don't push back as hard as this, I'm, I'm oh, normally it's fine. Very I'm normally very passive and just let people talk, but this time I really wanted to push back on you because you you opened up to me, so I, I thank you for that. Um, and I was talking yeah. some serious nonsense. I said I was going to get you in a bear <laughs> trap. I said I was I was putting my bear traps with salmon and honey. So yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't work. I walked right yeah. past them. Yeah, nothing, I stepped nothing, over them easily. Nothing, <laughs> nothing you said has not been work. said to me. Nothing you said yeah. has not been said to me a hundred times before. No, I mean, and I look, my I, own I, family I, doesn't believe me what are the odds like to this day my, yeah. most of my family doesn't believe me so what are right. the odds that some random people and it's practically none but if you no, ask okay. the questions i am going to answer them so to the best no, that's I can, fine that's know? fine if you want to you can you can grill me next time i'm happy to be grilled and, and sure and challenged absolutely i'm up for it so um if you want we can wrap up yeah absolutely happy, happy with that um, um well yeah yeah well i say you can check out our website at www.rhepodcast.com where I have conversations and normally use atheist uh, as co-host and we treat each other respectfully, definitely push back. We interview people. We just had a Muslim and a Jew come on and, and people left in the people, people just I left. lost a bit of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah they, they left yeah. in the comment section that it was the most respectful interfaith conversation that they had seen. So that really meant a lot to me. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I, people, I'm Hindus, Sikhs, Buddhists. We've had a Buddhist come on. Um, I'm interested to talk to anyone. So if you'd like to reach out to us uh, to come on, just have a civil conversation, it's www. No, I'm sorry, rhepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, all those good places. So thanks again. Thank you so much. I'm glad you do that. Good, nice shilling. Very well done. And uh, we'll leave it there. Look, thank you so much, everybody. Yeah. Deej and people asking questions. James, uh, Melody, uh, who else was in there? We had Skits Crusher. Uh, thank you so much for coming along and uh, please take care out there, everybody. And until next time, uh, look after yourselves. Take care. Bye for now.